I remember when I, remember when I peed my bed. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Chavez I, also peed the bed and Brock pooped the bed. Did he Brock, did Brock, Brock the poop the bed? Yeah, he said he did one time. Lifestyles of the broken famous Trying to figure out what my goals and aims is Going down a road that And we're back Welcome back to uh, Correct Me If I'm Wrong Episode 2, week number 2 um, This is the podcast where me, uh, John George uh, My friends, Dakin Updegraff Matthew Markham, the producer And uh, Michael Carey All sit around and correct each other's opinions the way the show works is uh, we kind of go around in a circle, saying an opinion, starting with, correct me if I'm wrong, but... And uh, then we try to... Then, if you disagree, you correct these people. But if you agree, you argue on their side. So... Thank you for explaining what arguments are to us. Yes. An argument. No problem. Just defining <laughs> it real quick. Ugh, it's week two, boys. And uh, it looks like the A-team won out. Because the B team uh, just straight up uh, could never do it. Yep. So it looks like we're only going to have one show per week for now until the B team gets their shit together. Which won't happen. So enjoy this one show a week thing. Yeah, enjoy this one show a week <laughs> it's thing. It's probably not going to change. Sounds like a call out to me. <laughs> Why? Because you're calling out your friends. Oh. They got to get their shit together. This is a call out. I'm, I'm calling out my other friends that actually need to get their shit together. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Okay. I thought we were having like an actual call out, like asking other people. Oh. Like, we could have a tryout. Oh, okay. Like a call out. Yeah. Tryouts for correct me. Have to try out. I'm down for it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, sure. Yeah. First, we we'll get a TV show deal, then a movie deal. Oh, It'll be we big. already have all those, by the way. That's in the works. Oh, okay. TV show, movie, uh, and actually a music album. Oh. We're doing that too. Okay. We're Don't see how that's going to work, but yeah, I'll, I'll, we're uh, really good for it. We're good at singing. Dakin's really good at singing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, should we uh, start the episode? Sure. sure. Should we do that stuff? Now that we've explained arguing, called out yeah. your friends, and defined arguing time. for the people who don't Those have Google. Piece of shit friends. Who wants to go first? Matt should go first since he is the rookie. This is the first episode Matt is fully going to be on. He was on for a topic that is last year, the Star Wars topic. A stupid <laughs> one. That <laughs> uh, was actually going to be one of my arguments was mainly my beef with Dakin and how he has terrible taste in most entertainment and won't try anything that I ask him to. Uh-oh. And it just irritates me in general. But... Uh, I'm not going to go with that topic. <laughs> That's, save it not. for another week. Save <laughs> yeah. it for another week. You sound like a clinging girlfriend when you say that. <laughs> you don't mean that. <laughs> That's nothing worse than you want to try girlfriend. new things with me. <laughs> yeah, give me a break. <laughs> All right, so my topic is in relation to the recent Apple drama that has occurred with their uh, the new rele- newly released iPhone 7. Well, you can buy it now, but it yeah. hasn't been released yet. If it has to yet. do with the headphone jack, then you're stealing Colin's topic right off the bat, sir. Who's Colin? We talked about that last week, yeah. sir. Damn it. <laughs> oh. All right, like I'll think of something else. Dakin's up. Dakin's <laughs> up. for one. Yeah. yeah. I want you to go. Um, so I was thinking about, like, if we ever get to the point to where, like, we know, like, uh, genetics, like the code and stuff like that, that everyone should get genetically screened before they have kids. 
Right. So why? All right, Hitler. <laughs> Continue. Because like if you know that your kid's gonna have like a problem or something, then that gives like the parents an educated decision whether they should go forward or not, or if they should have another option, or if like we could alter genes if they could do that also. What stage are you saying this is in? Like before they have kids. Before they have kids. All right. I thought you were going a different Not route. Not like going in the womb with a parasite <laughs> yeah. or something. They've already had it. I really they're, thought you were going that route. No, I thought he was going to go the route belly. of like, not allowing people to have kids or something. Hmm. But I see his point. You know, uh, so being able to tell if you know, you're going to have to deal with excessive problems with your kid that you, you know, normal parents just have sprung upon them. You know, yeah. Disabilities or uh, malformations. Yeah. Or they're just the wrong gender, and they didn't want the direction. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it's the wrong gender. Yeah, wrong gender. Well, I mean, that could apply are... to China. What? That could apply to China. Yeah, China does. Could it very much. Could. China's getting more. They they had it for like a good fifteen years, and now they're like sort of letting going of it again. It seems like a didn't they abolish it? I thought they like completely ended the policy. No. Yeah, yeah, they did. It seems like they're probably going to go like back and forth on it for a while. Think it's closing the blinds. Yeah, it's nice, nice and dark lighting. in here. Hmm. Um. I. It's wait. Yeah. Dakin. What Dakin's saying makes sense. Once that technology comes out, it would be awesome if you could see what the chances are that your baby that you're going to have is going to have problems, right? Yeah. And I mean, a lot. You know. You know, I think rightfully so. A lot of parents of you know, kids with disabilities or something are generally fairly protective of this kind of idea. Um, and, you know, they kind of come on different sides of the argument of, you know, you should love your kid regardless of who they are. Um, but I don't think that's really the argument that's at hand. It's generally, you know, people love their kids regardless, but, you know, it's a lot of, uh, you know, it's a lot of work and, I don't know what you're going to call it, heartbreak, difficulties, just... It's, it makes your life a lot harder for yeah. both the kid and yeah, the parents. Yeah, yeah. The you know quality of life is gonna you know not be as good as it could have been. I think uh, another big thing is uh, financially. You think about certain children with disabilities. There's a lot more financial burden. If this is an environment where that child may not thrive, given certain financial burdens on the family. Not that any kid is a burden on their family, but just financial situations that come with. Like having genetic, like birth problems, mm-hmm. um, that could be another thing a family considers whether they choose to, uh, like Dakin suggested, have the genes altered so maybe that won't happen, or to, um, you know, go the route of adoption where um, they'll be able to provide a better environment for their child. Or abortion. True. Uh, <laughs> That's a whole other topic here. Yeah, there's another topic. Was part of your argument that people have to get screened? Or like, yeah, no, everyone okay. has to, but then they have a choice. They have the option? Yeah. I think everyone should have to. If the technology is there, then... Yeah, I mean, it just seems odd to force someone to do something if they don't have to, like, comply with a result or something. Like, what's the point if you're going to force them to it? If they're not going to do it anyway. Just to know. Just so they can make an educated decision. I mean, we're forced to do a lot of things regardless. Yeah, but not a lot in regards to... One that might you know, I'm pretty... Yeah. You know, I'm never in favor of the government kind of having a hands-on, you know, with like... Uh, like anything regarding my personal being. Or, you know, my family member's personal being. Yeah. 
Like, I hate that they have, you know, roles in abortion laws, even though they are laws, but it just bothers me when, you know, you have a group full of people telling, you know, women, families, what they can and can't do with their own persons. Yeah, but, like, what I'm saying is they already do, so, like, this isn't any different. Yeah, but it's more. It's an additional step. You think it's more than, like, having an abortion, saying you can or can't? No. I'm, I'm saying... Like, I don't think we need to throw in this extra requirement or regulation. But I don't think it'd be, like, a burden. It's not, like, a hassle to just go in and get screened for, like, I don't know, however long it takes. I mean, it's just, like, yeah. going to the doctor. Yeah, but some well, I mean, know, the, some people might be against it. But what know. if, like, what but, if, like, uh, like how Michael was talking about, like, financial, what if there's, like... You could like buy enhancements for like your kid or whatever. Yeah, that's that's so. I want to talk really about cool. that. I want to talk about. I think that. that'd be awesome. That's so something I, think... I learned about in like middle school, where my teachers would say, like, in the future, people are going to be able to build their babies. They're mm-hmm. going to be able to like basically yeah. decide what genes are in them. And I don't like. Personally, I'm pretty sure yeah. you can do it now. It's just super expensive. <clears throat> Probably. So yeah. I don't know how long it would take for it to be kind of a commercialized thing. I mean, um, I would like my baby to be like me. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I think that's part of the excitement of it, is that it's like, it's like you. So I'm going to build on that point. I think there are certain things that could be corrected that I think should be. Like, if we could eliminate Down syndrome as a society, yeah. like, that's uh, obviously a huge positive that could come out of that. That's one thing that could be altered. I agree with John, though, that we shouldn't be altering our children to give them, like, the best physical abilities that they ha- can have. Um, I don't know, I personally just yeah. believe that that's not really our decision to make. Yeah, that's kind of the problem that it runs into is, you know, who's going to, you know, decide what you can and can't change in your own kid. You know, if you're paying, you know, it's going to depend on how it's regulated. Uh Um, If it is, if it is even now, I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure it is in some regard. Because I know they've done it with animals and stuff. Like, they can inject, you know, whatever genes they want, make rats glow and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know. It's, I mean, it's a okay. very now that you bring situation. that up. Okay, I do want a glow in the dark baby. <laughs> you never lose. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's brilliant. What are you thinking, Megan? He'd be terrible at hide and seek. Yeah, true. He couldn't play hide and seek. I don't think it'd be like a bad thing if like everyone in, or some people enhance their kids and they challenge each other. You mean? Uh, I... Like you like push each other, like, like baby death battles. Like no, you no. <laughs> you're saying like, in, like intelligence or like physical ability or stuff. Just like overall, just like enhancing our society. Oh, then yeah. what do you think? Oh, then, but then like the rich people can afford only can afford that, and then the rich people become even more stronger and intelligent. There's more separation in our society, and then aren't we more of an artificial society rather than a, you know. I mean, oh, oh, and I feel like it's the way it's going. That's gonna happen. <laughs> the future. There needs to be regulations. No artificial societies. Oh, um, I don't care. About I mean, genetics. it won't matter once arms. once artificial intelligence comes. Can we pass? Can we make a human who's going to be as smart as our artificial intelligence? I think AI is a completely different subject. All right. Well, that was great. Is that all we got on this topic? This is a smart Mm. topic. It's true. Smart topic we don't know anything about. (laughs) But people like to hear our opinions because we're cool guys. 
Did you like recently learn about this in a farm class or something? No, I just thought oh. about it right before the podcast. Yeah. Oh, nice. He made it up. Oh. Yeah, it's not real. Genetics are real. All right, John. Oh, you want me to go? Yeah. All right, don't get mad at me, but this is about Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> but it's a different take on Colin Kaepernick, All right. the man. Correct me if I'm wrong, but this whole situation with Colin Kaepernick kneeling during the national anthem has become a paradox of sorts. Okay. Why? It's the South Park taught me this last night. Oh, boy. But basically, it's Colin Kaepernick kneeling during the national anthem, and whoever does it now is at this point considered no, it's no longer really a protest. It's what the media and what people expect. So if you're not sitting or kneeling during the protest, you're kind of looked at like what, like what, where, what do you think on this and. What are you doing? So it's become normalized that they're protesting. So it's not really a protest anymore. It's confusing what I'm trying to say here. No, I think I get your point. You know, instead of looking at the people who are trying to make the protest here, the media, you know, also looks at everyone else saying, like, why aren't you involved with this protest? Yeah. (laughs) Like saying people are making a statement by not making a statement. Yeah. It's kind of like all eyes are on them. Because literally, just ESPN and everything, this is all they're covering. Yeah. To the point where it's like, like, people don't, aren't even, like, what Colin Kaepernick's trying to do isn't even, like, coming out, isn't really, like... That's not the point anymore. Translating. It's literally just become, I don't know, it's become something different than what he wants it to be, is what I think. Well, I haven't, you know, I haven't watched any interviews with him or anything, so I don't necessarily know exactly what he wants to come. So it's like his so it's basically like, about Black Lives Matter. Yeah, I know, but I mean, you know, he can show as much support for it as he wants, but it's already such a huge movement across the country. You know, him taking a—I was going to say taking a stand, not taking a stand, <laughs> um, sitting, yeah, him being you know, lazy, taking a stand by not taking, saving a stand. his legs <laughs> to sit on the bench. Yeah. No, I wish he would do something more with it. You know, if he's if he feels like it's you know if it's so important to he him, he did. He donated a million dollars to charity. Okay, that's helpful. <laughs> yeah, that's very helpful. Besides money, because and his jersey, bes- because of his jersey sales going. Yeah, up he too. also donated his proceeds to jersey sales, which was a lot. Okay, this is a this is a backup quarterback who had the most jersey sales on the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> but by the way, the 49ers also barely have anybody else on their team. Besides the money and besides, you know, his physical statement, I was just saying I wish he would have, you know, know, if he was going to keep doing this to have, like, different things to say all the time, because when's he going to stop this? When black people stop getting shot by the police? It's not going to... When's that going to happen? Actually, a 13-year-old just got shot in Chicago. Okay. That happens, like, every weekend. (laughs) That's kind of my point. I mean, by the police. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like... This happens all the time, so you know it's just kind of this never-ending thing. Is he just going to stop doing it one day because he doesn't care anymore? He's not going to stop caring, but he's just kind of got this stagnant protest going on. It just it brings more media to the Black Lives Matter protests, which I guess could be which is what he wanted. Yeah, so could be his goal. That's what he's uh, done. I think it's just getting old. But it's like 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 the South Park. It's just become. <laughs> Basically, become like it's is he gonna of, sit? Is he gonna stand? Yeah, like, what are they gonna meeting. do? It's lost the meaning. Like it's become a reality television yeah. show. Like what? What are these celebrities gonna do? Protest? So I think Matt, you made a really good point that 
Thanks. Right, you, I don't think you quite went over it too much. You made a comment that he's not. You didn't. You haven't seen any interviews with him. True. There's not many interviews yeah. with him right now. I think there was he's like not, one. He I, isn't speaking out. He sure he's donated money. He's uh, donated the uh, like his jersey sale proceeds. But if you look at uh, like historic uh, black figures that have been have made um, contributions to black black rights and civil rights in general, um, Jim Brown and Muhammad Ali, both of those figures that made very big impacts, they were speaking out. They were, I don't want to say doing things, because Kaepernick's obviously doing things with his money, but in a way they were putting their their mouths where their money was. They were actively speaking out and saying what change needed to be made. Obviously we understand the change that needs to be made, made is that, I mean, all genders are treated equally, but what I think... The difference is there is those two were icons in their respective sports. They were speaking out. Those two things made their impact much bigger than what Kaepernick is doing. And in that way, Kaepernick's point can be overlooked. Yeah, with with Muhammad Ali, he got so much like hatred for things he did uh, for black rights and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And it... And that that like goes back to my point of basically just this Colin Kaepernick thing, Colin Kaepernick thing seems like a love circle, just like a just everyone loves it compared to like at first some hatred came out, but like it feels like everybody just loves what Kaepernick's doing compared to like Muhammad Ali. Yeah, like he got a lot. Like, of I picked up on a point that Michael was just making there. Why I think it's annoying me too is I feel like all the media attention he's getting, it's like undeserved. Exactly. Like he's not doing much. He's kneeling. He's like he's donating money, but that's not the part that's getting the most. It's him uh, kneeling. You know, the most pressure. press. It's you know, is he going to kneel? Who else is going to kneel? Who yeah. will join in on Who's this kneeling movement? Who's going to raise their fists? Yeah, Who's doing so much by kneeling. And I don't he, know. It's just like he's not doing a whole lot. Stop talking about it so yeah. much. Talk about something else of substance, not about whether or not he's going to do the kneeling thing. Maybe you could play some uh, football highlights. <laughs> That's absurd. Play. <laughs> there, there were a lot of games on Sunday, and you, know, you didn't really play too many highlights on Monday. That, that's all weird. That brings it back. The two, Jim Brown and Muhammad Ali, those two were figures in the sport, so they could be playing their sport and at the same time standing for their message. Yeah. Kaepernick's not doing that. He's, <laughs> he's well, not standing at all. He's kneeling on the sideline. He's side just setting the whole game. He's not right? backing it up on the field, <laughs> and he's not speaking out. All right. I'm trying, um, okay, I think I got a, a topic kind of related to like movies. To movies, yeah. I've been, tr- I've been trying to. I, I, I can, do I can go. Oh back. No, 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 you go. No, go. Okay. I'm wants you to go, Michael. Okay, so uh, I've been thinking about this a little bit. Dakin is one of the people that's kind of made fun of me for this, but correct me if I'm wrong. But there should be no shame about playing Pokemon, whether that's Pokemon <laughs> Go or a DS or a console, whatever you choose, at any age or point in your life. Dakin? Dakin, I have an issue with this. What have you been shaming Michael yeah, for? Yeah, I don't... What did I say? You were making fun of me for playing Pokemon Go. When? Remember when I asked you if you played it and you were like... Oh, I said I got the app and then I deleted it because I didn't like it. <laughs> He did make fun of him. Like, you fucking loser, <laughs> Michael. There, there, was, there was more than that. Michael. Fucking nerd. <laughs> there was more than that. There was more than that? Um, I don't care. Do whatever you want with your time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What, a, uh, what an argument. 
Um, uh, although related to that, I do think it has been interesting how in recent years nerd culture has, or I guess like nerdy things, have become so popular in the mainstream media. Dakin's rolling his eyes in pain right now. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, people were getting you know beat up in middle school and high school in the 80s and 90s for comic books, and now they're the biggest blockbusters on the planet. And with, like, Pokemon, it was kind of, you know... I, don't, I want to say it was a, a niche thing with, you know, younger people in, from, like, their teens to 20s nowadays, but... Uh, you know, they release one app, and it gets a billion downloads across the world, and, you know, entire cities are, you know, having to accommodate such a grand amount of people just to catch, you know, fake polygons inside yeah. their phone. It's interesting. Yeah, it's a very this, interesting shift of culture. This is also a really good topic because uh, National Video Game Day was on Monday. Oh. So. Hmm. Every day is like three national days. Yeah, I'm sure it was like was, National Milk Day, too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited for that one. I yeah. like milk. Well, I've always been into video games. And like Nerd. the question I've always been asked, or the question that I've always brought up to myself because all my friends have are like, I don't know, it's like you're... You're 33 and you still play video games. It's considered like it's considered like you're a lazy piece of shit, right? Yeah, but I think that's like is changing. it changing? I think it is, is our generation changing that. I mean, obviously, esports. Well, I want my <laughs> I want my career to have to do with video games at this point. Mm. So well, I mean, think a lot of what you just said was how I actually mm. thought about this topic because a lot of people are saying things like. It's not okay for, like you said, people over 30 to be walking around playing this game or, like, older people. Um, I generally disagree with that. And um, a topic that was brought up to me was you've seen some people get in trouble for neglecting children or, like, doing something stupid, like hitting somebody with their car. Yeah. And, I don't know, my main argument to that is you're not very smart you're gonna leave your kids at home like you you obviously have some big moral issues greater than pokemon that you're uh you have to deal with before you can start before blaming the devil the game. pokemon entered their lives exactly well, what about people what about uh 34 year olds who uh spend their night watching a movie that's pretty uh lazy and uh they're not going outside they're they're doing nothing right right <laughs> it's all like video games right there if you ask me Right, well, that's what I think, you know, the age of people, you know, making opinions in the media has changed. Yeah. You know, back 10 oh, years or that. so, people growing, you know, our parents and, you know, most adult figures didn't grow up with video games or much, you know, online entertainment, other media other than, you know, the cinema and television. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, now it's changing. I'm sure there will be something in 40 years that we think is really stupid and ruining the you know our children's generation but they'll be perfectly fine with it and it'll just evolve as yeah. it always has when you guys think that changed what? what do you think was the big transitional period between like okay like things like video games and comic books and superheroes recently or... like 2000 playstation 2 yeah maybe when did that come out I don't know 2006 7 PlayStation. I was going to say 2005. Yeah, 2000. It's going to be my like. PlayStation three was 2006. Yeah. Was PlayStation two was like 20, 2002, 2001. Okay. Well, my benchmark was going to be like 2005 because it was around that time that 
Spider-Man and X-Men movie franchises were kind of big, and then about three years later after that, uh, Marvel kind of kicked in their uh, yeah. their entire cinematic universe, as well as the Batman, the Nolan Batman movies were coming out. Yeah, around I was going to say 2008 Nolan, or so. Nolan Batman movies were huge. That was a big transitional period. I also think that the so big... Within the last, like, ten years. Yeah. I also think the Big Bang Theory was a... I'm, <laughs> that was, like... In all honesty, yeah. I think that was a... Um, that helped big a, media yeah, change that, that perception. helped mainstream people like start to like think nerds are like okay yeah because like, because CBS is like a yeah. mainstream sort of thing where everyone's where like the normal person watches CBS a lot so. and if you advertise that as funny then you're kind of getting all kinds of people involved in that. yeah so I, don't know, I think those were kind of the bigger media um, transitional elements yeah what do you think, Dakin? Any comments on that? Dakin's got nothing. Do what you want with your own time. I don't care. <laughs> Dakin just doesn't give a shit. As guys. long as you're not sitting in your house when you're 35 and I'm paying your food and your house bill. Because <laughs> yeah, you don't have a job. If you're in your mom's basement when you're 35, you that's you're a different story. Uh, you can be doing whatever the heck you want in your mom's basement. There's some problems if you're 35. <laughs> yeah. Valid point. Like, you should have a job. Yeah. You should get a, You should make some money. Probably. No, we're not trying to offend quite any the high bar listeners here, but maybe year old. 35 or older. Like every, job. Yeah, depending on what job you have, like everyone has time to watch football or watch mean, movies and playing video games can be something too. I thought they he could, said watch boobies. They could just have health problems too and get their genes altered. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I'm with you, Dakin. <laughs> Dakin's Solve fixing the world. Yep. What, what you got, Matt? What you got? Uh, well... Uh, after trying to piece this together in between talking with you guys, the classic Brock move here. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Brock. Didn't prepare. You sprung this on me. Not really. Um, <laughs> my topic is going to be. Correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, you know, nowadays movie studios just aren't taking enough risks with the types of films they put out. Hundred percent agree, sir. Yeah, I figured you would. <laughs> so, anyone who wants to disagree, come out first, because. I'm I'll, I'll disagree here. Okay. So, I think what you're saying is they try to rehash a lot of things, right? I mean, not necessarily. I think they. I mean, they obviously do make a lot of like remakes and reboots and all that stuff. But at the same time, I think a lot of movies just fall into formulas generally. Hmm. Um, I'm gonna bring up a movie that was recently two Matt. movies actually, okay. at least in the. Marvel and DC cinematic universes, Civil War and Batman v Superman, Mm -hmm. those kinds of movies, and the Avengers in general, those kind of team ups had never happened before. True, like past decade. So I think those are big transitional um, kind of risks that were taken. I mean, if that doesn't work, the MCU falls apart. I guess the Avengers doesn't work. All right, yeah, the one risk. All right, Avengers is a movie I consider to be. is that is one that I consider to take the least amount of risks? Really? Yeah, and I guess that's one that I overlooked. That's like one of the first movies like they had a whole sort of gang of superheroes together. So you say besides you don't like Watchmen and X Men, really? Yeah, they took not enough risks, in my opinion. In the Avengers? In the Avengers, I think that's one of the least riskiest. Just most Marvel movies, I think, are. They don't take risks in general. I'm not even really criticizing superhero movies. I like most of uh, what Marvel puts out, and even what you know DC puts out. Um, 
No, I guess I just don't see a lot of, you know, interesting original films. Um, you, know, you kind of have to, like, search for them a lot more. Yeah. So, like, when... You know, maybe I'm just kind of being a nostalgic prick, but... <laughs> uh, uh, someone else right. said something. Someone Floundering. Else. Floundering. Um, uh, this year... This year's been a uh, pretty terrible year for movies. Hmm. They're nice guys. Zootopia, Zootopia. <laughs> is all I got. Finding Dory was also pretty good. That was also a very good movie. But a sequel, so not a big risk. Zootopia, that's probably my favorite movie from this year. Okay. The Nice Guys, both of those were like pretty original movies that took risks. Mm-hmm. But... It's there's so many reboots and I don't know. It's so hard. I was gonna say that's also part of my frustration too is that the movies that do take risks and are like original and cool stories that do something different, they fail at the box office yeah. and bomb. Well, Zootopia and they probably get made in the future. But the nice guys definitely did not do well in the box office. No, it's terrible. I mean, Zootopia was a giant Disney animated movie that yeah. was never not going to make a billion yeah. dollars. That was printing money. Exactly. Same thing that he did with Finding Dory. Even though they're good movies, Disney, you know, Disney animation can make a great movie. Yeah. It's probably going to follow a fairly basic formula, but it's still going to be funny, enjoyable, and look great. Yeah. And make them a billion dollars. Exactly. I think it was posted this year that they profited like seven hundred million or something like that. Those guys because they good. had so many huge movies. Those guys are good. Let's yeah. tell you what. And they own everything. Yeah. Mm. I guess part of my frustration too is just audiences in general. Like you know, they, you know, forever it's been marketing to the lowest common denominator of an audience, but I think it's just gotten worse recently. Where I I mean, every trailer feels the same. I mean, think about it. Suicide Squad movies. was a, in my opinion, a terrible movie, almost a zero out of ten. <laughs> wow, that's and, pretty harsh. And it has the record for most like. The best opening weekend, money-wise, in August yeah, of all time. Like, of course they're going to make more movies like that, even <laughs> though it was terrible. Yeah. So, so we're, it's a weird, you know, fluctuation. And it was, it's because it's in, in marketing and, like, Joker, Batman, and it's because everyone's familiar with it and they get hyped up about it, right? Mm-hmm. There is a familiarity because you put the DC logo on anything and people are going to go watch it. Yeah, I mean, I was excited for the movie. I hated it. Yeah, it was I, I was excited by the trailers. They got me with the marketing. The, trailer totally was, me. the trailers were very good. Yeah. <laughs> they well, were really good. That's all that it takes to get people to a movie, unfortunately. But um, I do agree with your point that people are, feel more comfortable going to something like with a DC logo on it or a Disney logo on it. That's something that will attract more viewers, but then, like you said, like something like The Nice Guys won't get the same group going to yeah. it because, well, you don't have that logo on it, so what are people going to save and go watch? You I know, think people need to... I think the gen, ger, general people in the United States, listen to me. This people is what listen you need up. to do. <laughs> Everyone in America, instead listen of, up. Instead of getting attached to a Marvel or a DC or a Disney... Get attached to a director. Look <laughs> Christopher at, Nolan. Yeah, like Christopher Nolan is probably someone a general audience member likes. He made Dark Knight and all the Batman movies and Interstellar and Inception. Just look look at directors you like a lot because they 
they are going to continue to make amazing movies that you'll like. And most of the time, they're different. Yeah, and directors with big names like Christopher Nolan and Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg. 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 <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> and um, maybe you like J.J. Abrams movies, the old rebooter himself, Star Trek and Star Wars. And so, more South Park references, I'm yeah. <laughs> More South Park. Um, then you see his name on a movie and you go to it. But make sure, make sure he's not producing it. Like, make sure he's a director, you know? Directing is the big position here. But um, if you attach yourself to a director you like more than a Marvel or a DC, more, it's more likely you're going to go out and see a quality film. See different films, too, a wide variety. Yeah, as a wide variety. As long as that's not M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, you see, if you liked M. Night Shyamalan from The Sixth Sense, you know, you might want to see another one of his movies and realize, eh, this guy's not too good. If you look at The Last uh, Airbender. I, oh, I, uh, <laughs> the Last Airbender, I also recommend After Earth. No, uh, no one, no one is recommending after. <laughs> do not waste your time on this earth. We do recommend movie. Expelled, however. Oh, go see can, Expelled. Review yes. of Expelled. Great. <laughs> it's a movie that a Viner and a YouTuber made. Yep. It was on Netflix. I don't know if it is anymore, but it's quality. A, it's a quality film. <laughs> All right, Matt. Thank you for the amazing topic, sir. Thank you, John. It was my pleasure. Really. Oh. It's great, to have the the it's great to have the producer podcast. here, everybody. Am I right? He's back. He's back. And he's back. Speaking of uh, being back, our uh, emailers are back. Oh. oh, that's exciting. Jamie emailed us. And don't ask if it's a guy or a girl. Guy or a girl. Because I don't know. No. We don't discriminate here. Don't discriminate? Uh, okay, here we go. This is what Jamie said. And you're back. Glad to see you guys doing the podcast again. Anyways, correct me if I'm wrong, but AI, artificial intelligence, is not going to be good at art. AI will be better at practical things rather than capturing the human emotion in things like movies, music, and television shows. I know you guys aren't experts, but just wanted your thoughts. Jamie. Jamie, we, we're pretty much experts at everything. Yeah. Who the hell does he think he is? Not saying he we're or she. Experts. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'm honestly pretty mad at Jamie. Jamie, we appreciate your Do we email, boycott though. the question, or do we... We're we going to answer the question. Okay, we'll answer it. Jamie, I'm on your side here. I completely agree with what you're saying here. I, uh... As... What I... I consider myself an expert. I took intro art this summer. It was online. <laughs> Not, nothing about AI, though. Nothing about AI. <laughs> intro art was online, and, uh... We were really taught about using our personal feelings and experiences, and as, uh... I feel everyone is aware AI will not have personal feelings towards experiences. So are we gonna? Uh, are we gonna? Do, yeah. Are we gonna download the entire human experience to these AIs? You can't. You can't. You can't. You can't, huh? Nope. People are talking about putting your brain on a USB drive. Mm-hmm. How do we know one of us isn't an AI? We you ever think about that. Bacon's not been talking too much today. Let's cut that open. <laughs> Just right. to check. We're gonna cut Matt open. Here's the. I'll commentate. Bacon, you do it. All right. Oh no, he's taking scissors to to the heart. Matt, oh, no. and it is a real heart. And it is a real heart. Matt is dead though. <laughs> Matt, Matt has been killed. But 
But we uh, we know now. <laughs> we know he is a human. That's why Matt was good at art. So it's one of us who's the AI. But I thought in the email you said that it can capture people's emotions. No. He's, she's, she, he or she said it can. Um, let me take a look here. AI will be better at practical things rather than capturing the human emotions. Oh, okay. Yeah. So no, then it can't do art. Yeah, is what Jamie thinks. What do you think, Dakin? I said no, it can't do art. Um, it can't do art? It can't. It can't do art. Hmm. Um. Disagree, John? So I recently saw there's a trailer for this movie coming out. Are you guys familiar with Watson? The old IBM AI that's always on the commercials? Yeah. No, Watson. They had Watson. Good guy. They had Watson basically make this trailer, and it's a pretty good trailer. Um, so it seems like they can code, put in code to make these AI just basically know what makes a what makes a good trailer, what makes a good movie, mm-hmm. what makes a good song. Sure. But I I like the human aspects of. Uh, of having directors direct movies and someone like Kanye West make music. Oh God! Why? <laughs> When's he making a movie? Kanye West. Hopefully yeah. soon. Oh, he is. He doesn't need a movie. They have you heard of the Bible? Oh, he made yeah. It? Oh. They wrote that based off him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've been learning it wrong the whole time. Yeah, all these years. It's based off Kanye West, actually. So. Interesting. Yeah. Which one was he? He is the guy called God. Wow! Yeah, you know that whole Holy Spirit thing. <laughs> yeah, he's that he's that person that everyone prays to or whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, hmm. uh, Matt, what do you, did you say? What do you think here? Uh, Matt's alive, by the way. Oh yeah, spooky ghost Matt uh, back spooky here, ghost. filling in for spooky previously ghost, uh, yeah. killed ghost, uh, killed Matt. Uh, I don't know. We don't know much about uh, a super advanced AI. I think if you gave it time, it could gain some experiences and maybe make some art. I think it's going to be uh, probably not a great thing if it's making art, because then it's got a lot of consciousness. And, you it know. could babble around and make some art. <laughs> <laughs> it could throw a couple colors together. Yeah. <laughs> throw, throw some colors on a canvas, call it a day. Yeah, uh, first step art, second step. Annihilate, you know, the human population. <laughs> yes, I agree. Yeah, well, steps we're heading towards. Maybe like it couldn't make like Starry Night or something like that, but maybe it can make like something that just looks good. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it yeah. can make like squares and like the maybe. color pattern just looks good. It can you can know? probably recreate like, Starry Night. I was gonna yeah. say you can probably like have it analyze art, and then it could find commonalities, and then make something. That it thinks would fit, like tick all the boxes, and it'd probably look decent. Yeah, I've changed my mind. I'm not counting AI out yet. You're not counting it out. (laughs) So, I think Dagan brought up a good point. Uh, There are certain colors that I learned about my class that like complement each other. Um, They're like on opposite ends of the color spectrum. So, a a good example about of this is if you look at like um, NFL teams, the colors they use: purple and gold for the Vikings. Uh, blue and orange for the dolphins. Those colors complement each other. That's why they're used together. They're generally appealing, and so people are more likely to buy their merchandise. And uh, I think that could be programmed in AI. So in that aspect, there are certain things of art that could be um, interpreted and programmed, but I'm going to stick with my original statement that they can't capture emotion. Okay. 
Nope, they're going to come for you first. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to shove their You heard that first AI? We have him. We have Michael. Allen Iverson, we have Michael. <laughs> oh, no, not AI. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's, uh, that's all we got for this week, guys. Um, if you want to email in, much like our friend Jamie did, uh, shoot us an email at correct me if I'm wrong, show at gmail.com. And uh, just send us an email like like Jamie did with your own Correct Me If I'm Wrong, and we'll discuss it here on the show. Uh, follow us on Twitter, C-M-I-I-W Podcast is our Twitter handle. And uh, subscribe on iTunes. Correct Me If I'm Wrong. We're also on Spreaker. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that was a pretty deep episode, guys. We got... we, we There were some deep thoughts. Yeah. We got really smart. Also, in your email, send us like your banking info and or PayPal. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Password and I and ID. Credit uh, card. We can use those for topics. Next week, we will be giving out our Venmo accounts so people can give us money. Thank <laughs> can you. Can we do that? <laughs> yeah, why not? Uh, yes, we can. Okay.